What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. There'd be a lot of poop in my hands. <laughs> seen a six-foot alligator go swinging through the air and slam into a tree. These guys are the scientists of the supernatural, lecturers leaving lessons for inquiring laymen. They are applying the scientific method to a world that baffles science. They are the cryptids of the corn. But who else has big black wings and red eyes? Um, Batman. Oh, Mothman. Oh, yeah, Mothman. A great white shark was stolen. Oh, someone stole a shark? I got stuff for you you don't even know about. She's a witch. She turned me into a newt. Who knows? Anything could be possible. Anything could be possible. It's really big. Mm -hmm. Abduction vibes. Holy moly. It sounds like you were abducted. And it just stood up. I mean, it just like kept going and going. And she goes, what the? Mothman, there's no need to feel down. I said, Mothman, lift that man off the ground. I said, Mothman. You're in a new town and there's kids to be abducted Mothman, there's a place you can go I said Mothman, when you make your eyes glow You can stay there And I'm sure you will find many ways to scare the townsfolk Welcome back to Cruise the Corn Podcast I'm the great and powerful mystery And I am Jay Clone. <laughs> 215 today. And that was Mothman YMCA by Studio Bunny. Thank you, Studio Bunny. Thank Shout you, out Studio to you. Bunny. Thanks for letting us use that. Yeah. It's 20 years old or something like that. I think it was 10, 12 oh. years old. Oh, okay. it, made, it makes me laugh every time. That's a song we sing for every Mothman episode. If you haven't caught on yet. <laughs> it's been two years if you haven't caught on. Right. Oh, my goodness. Oh, so Chicago Mothman. Part two. Part duh. Have what you remember back. Uh, it's a lot older than most people realize. These encounters have happened if in you, the it, Chicago land. Didn't listen to the first part of this one. Just pause right now. Go I've back. I've been corrected. Uh-oh. It's on two different things. <laughs> it's not uh, Cairo. It's Cairo. Oh, Cairo. And it's in southern Illinois. Ah, what did we say? I I thought it was one of the little tiny, the, the 50,000 suburbs of Chicago. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So just... Hey, that. we have a Cairo around us. Cairo. Well, yeah. No, I think it's Cairo. 
Oh, I thought it was Cairo. Well, See, there you go. it's all spelled the same. It doesn't matter. It was Bob. Semantics. Bob corrected me because he lived in Illinois forever. Oh, it was Bob? Mm-hmm. Oh, then it does matter. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Take so it back. Being so mean. Take it back. No, it's not being mean. It was being nice to you, but n- now I so do take remember, it back. So we remember a lot of kid encounters, and I thought it was funny that this, the, the Mothman Studio Bunny one was, uh, there's plenty of kids to abduct. Abduct. Yeah, yeah. that's weird. Kind of. So that and... Uh, somebody reminded me, I think it was Benjamin Lowe reminded me to post a picture. So thank you, Benjamin, about that crazy one. Oh, yeah. A lot of these aren't very Mothman-like. And I think both things that we've already kind of discussed as threads will still follow through. Okay. I understand. So the goal of this episode is to get from 2000 to 2016. That's 16 years of Mothman. Well, yeah. The next episode is pretty much just 17. So, yes. Hmm. Odd. Mm-hmm. 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 So, you ready for this first one? Yeah. As we start rolling, we're going to start only... I'll just... Towards the end of this episode, I'm only going to read kind of the general thing, not the whole encounter. Okay. Because we start getting a lot of them turned in. So, I'll maybe only do one from every year instead of doing all of them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because... 2000 through 2016, I mean, if you just it do sounds, one. It sounds like a lot, but like... It's still I think, 16 separate encounters if you do one a year. 15 didn't have one. I think there's a couple years it didn't have any report. Oh, uh, okay. So Reported. Just, yeah. Yeah. But then like 16 had like several. Right. The summer of 2000, two friends report a weird winged entity at the Goshen Dam in Indiana. That's where the bus is from. Is it really? Goshen, Indiana. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's from Mothman. You might have Mothman eggs in the back of that thing. Oh, that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Uh, Actually, the bus may have been in Goshen, Indiana in 2000. See? We just brought a Mothman home. (laughs) He's living under the bus. That's what that noise was when we first took off. There we go. No, that was the muffler breaking. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was that. Oh, yeah. Uh Mothman loosened it. Mothman was he, he was he stole my catalytic converter. Yeah, he he gnawed it off. I want that hat. Mothman stole my catalytic converter. Uh, so once again, this is Lon Strickler and the uh, Singular Fortean Society website. Oh, that's right. They yes. did the timeline. So Strickland. What did I say? Strickler. Strick. No, it's Strickler. Oh. Oh, we might have to make a correction on that last one then. What'd you put? It's always been Strickler. I said Strickler the whole last episode. Hmm. Maybe I'm misremembering. Did you type something wrong? Mm, we'll see. <laughs> All right. So once again, he says, I came across the Facebook timeline and automatically brought back some... Oh, sorry. So this this person that reported their encounter with this winged entity. I came across your Facebook timeline and it automatically brought back some rather scary yet crazy memories of a run with what, every, uh, with what everyone has been recently seeing in the Chicago area. It's something very similar. It was back in the late summer of 2000, around that time of year. I was at the park and dam in town, and the, the town is named Goshen, Indiana, that people frequently visit during the day. Been to the Goshen Dam. Mm-hmm. It's good fishing. <laughs> a friend of mine lived there right near the dam, and sometimes at night we would head over and just hang out. One clear night we decided to take a walk in the dam since there was a full moon out and it was really bright. So we figured, why not? Don't do it. Full moon. How many times? Yeah. No, do you remember last episode? Yeah, full moon, full moon, full moon. Like, oh, I get it. Okay. So we walked in the dam, which is about a five-minute walk. 
Once we get to the dam area, there's a long path along the top of the lake that you have to walk to get to the end where the dam starts. We are walking there, normal, just talking and looking in the sky as we approach the end of the area of the dam. There are some steps to go down to the bottom of the dam. That's usually where people like to fish. Anyway, we were hearing a loud rumbling, like rocks moving like crazy down below. We were like, what the heck is that noise? What's going on down there? All of a sudden, we hear a whoosh. It was something similar to the whoosh sound you hear in the pterodactyls in Jurassic Park movie. It was the only way I could describe the sound. It flew right over the edge of the dam, and it was too dark to see it clearly. What we did see was the outline of something swooshing in the moonlight. I remember feeling an intense rush of air as it flapped past. I've seen a lot of birds growing up in the country and traveling to all kinds of the nature parks, and this was no ordinary bird. It was very scarily similar to the creature in mid-flight when its wings opened up like the creature in Jeepers Creepers. Oh, okay, that is... Quite frightening. Creepers. Where'd you get get those those peepers? I stole them from a 16 year old boy. Uh, (laughs) That's where he got his eyes in the movie. Did he really? Yeah. He killed one of the kids and pulled out the eyes and replaced it. Very long time since I've seen those. Okay. But he says, that wasn't the scary part. So he's saying that. That's not the scary part. Basically, the creature from Jeepers Creepers was not the scary part. Not the scary part. Not more than three whooshes up from its wings. We hear a brush behind us that's leading it towards the woods and moving around. Then we hear a big, loud bang. Someone was shooting at it. Oh, dang. We bolted out of there as fast as we could, sprinting back towards the parking lot at the end of the dam. We heard a loud crash on the opposite side of the lake where we think the creature landed or fell to the ground. We got back to my friend's house, and we heard tons of police sirens. We didn't go back out. But when the next day we see that the crash was on the opposite side of the lake, there was a huge broken tree branch, but nothing else. A man was outside walking around the area and he, she, or, and said he lives nearby and heard something that sounded like a plane crash in the trees that night. But there was no sign of anything besides the broken tree. Hmm. My friend and I were talking uh, that the thing every time we see each other, his uncle witnessed something very similar in 2000 in two, in, two, in South Bend, Indiana. But the real question is, who was or who was it that was shooting at the thing? Right. That's what bugged me most of all these years. We made joke that it was Van Helsing. <laughs> but yeah, I hear stories that make me think that there's other things out there like it. The site is so yeah. Somebody shot it from the tree line. Yeah. But here's the thing: tons of people have shot Mothman, right? Yeah. He's nothing had, ever happens. This thing, it the second he shot it, it crashed hard dropped it whatever it was yeah so on patreon and stuff we've discussed this idea of the cryptic containment program that there is this group literally like mib like from the movies right and they may be the real mib in real life where they go out and contain these interdimensional or paranormal or supernatural entities man and that they knew it in the second they whatever whoever shot at it was probably hunting it yeah i don't know if the kids scared it off like they ruin the hunt or if it was going for the kids and then the whoever shot it took the shot right yeah but it crashed hard it destroyed a whole bunch of trees yeah what are you what are your thoughts this one is crazy to me yeah i don't know they this is nuts but the craziest part is that there's the down tree the evidence how i gotta buy buy the the beer tonight man i thought it was in the fanny pack i think it was unzipped um (laughs) it's unzipped Oh, man. Does you a lot of good. Yeah, I know. It doesn't do any good at all. You ever um, have me a, a six-pack 
of my Angry Orchards on the counter when I come out for Euchre. Already in a ice bucket? Uh, yeah. All right. Deal. It's a shame on me. <laughs> so, what? Well, sorry. But uh, that there was the evidence of the uh, tree, you know, crashed down yeah. the next morning. Like, that's pretty substantial. I mean, it, I guess it could be anything that could have downed a tree. But it, but, was, but it, it was in the area where they heard the crash. And then he, you know, he was talking to his neighbor that was out walking in the area looking. He's like, no. And his neighbor's talking. I know I heard a, a plane crash last yeah. night. Like a plane had crashed. Hmm. And then the loud bang. You know, obviously we we can't talk to the eyewitnesses or whatever. Right. I wonder if it sounded like a normal gun or if it sounded more like an air gun or something like that. You know, you go a whole shrank dart or poison dart or or it's an air cannon. It shoots a concentrated ball of air. It put a hole right through this thing. Maybe bullets can't kill it. It's got to be something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm very. I mean, it could. They could be right with Van Helsing. We talked about the couple from last. You know, last week they looked very demonic. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Brandon. Put on Facebook, it looked just like him after he shotgun a four loco. <laughs> and your big red eyes and just yeah. screaming. The old four locos. Yeah. Man. But yeah, that's that's crazy. It almost, it's that MIB's, the movie Soft never, Disclosure. Yeah, and they never seen the person or the persons or whatever that Whoever, shot. Whatever shot, yeah. yeah. They just knew it was, sounded like a gun and then the creature obviously tanked it right after. Yeah. Which to me is just so strange because Mothman has been shot, Bigfoot, you talk about all these things have been shot 99% of the time. Nothing happens, right? Right, exactly. And well, it's, it's, it was probably just somebody's kite they were flying. You know, I'm being a... It's a, a drone. It was a drone in 2000. In year 2000, yeah. No, I'm just... I'm putting on my uh, my uh, uh, janitor slash head of science oh club hat. It was probably a kite. It definitely was a kite we did an experiment the night before. And the sound of the bang was the line snapping and the kite tanked it. It was the janitor running the science program and his balloon had got caught up in the dam. Right. The the bang was the string of the balloon breaking. Exactly. Yes. And then the balloon was a heavy balloon that crashed into the trees. It was a lead balloon. Exactly. See? Problem solved. Easy. Case closed. Next. Case closed. Next. Oh my gosh! Don't you feel like a, no, a I can scientist? Just, my blood pressure's rising. I, oh, I feel like very smart and scientific. Yeah, I feel qualified. Qualified. That's the yeah. word. Yeah, Sandhill Crane. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> All right. All right. Next. Next one. June twenty first, two thousand and one. An eyewitness and two friends reported a man with wings flying over the Kinnikinac River in Milwaukee. Okay. Knickknack. It's one of the rivers I haven't been on. I don't know that one. It's a little river in Milwaukee. Apparently so. Uh, so, yeah, they, you know, reported this, that they seen this winged man flying over their boat docking facility in the Knickknack River in Milwaukee on June 21st. This past, and they literally turned this in, like, right after it happened. This past Sunday, I was a part of a live online alien uh, experiencers chat session, Strickler said. And I mentioned the Phantom's Monsters page, and we were discussing some of my work. One of the participants who had lived in Milwaukee talked about a winged humanoid that mentioned that he had a sighting in 2001. He was unaware of the Chicago area Mothman sightings and Wisconsin sightings recently. So I asked the witness to call me after the session. We're going to go, we're going to call this witness A.D. Okay. A.D. called me after a few hours. He stated that his sighting occurred on June 21st, 2001 at a docking facility on the Kinnikinac River, now called Horny Goat Marina. Oh, nice. Now, do you know Horny Goat's like a restaurant in the Chicago land? And I think I've heard of it, yeah. yes. It's supposed to be really good. We tried to eat at it twice, and it too, was just too, too busy. Too, yeah. Uh, 
But everybody said it's really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not that busy if it's not good. So. Right. But is that like the social media thing where, you know, uh, it's clout to go to the horny goat? I guess maybe. Yeah, the influencers chasing that clout. But I think I just, from everything I've seen, it looks just like a really good restaurant. Yeah. Now I'm hungry. Yeah, me too. So it's located. Uh, they actually give the address, which I'm not going to give. But it's in Milwaukee Bay on Lake Michigan. Okay. AD and two friends were, ta- were taking a sailboat out of a dry dock. It was early afternoon. They looked up at the mast and noticed a winged flying object in the east of his location. AD is a military vet- uh, veteran, and the sighting was quite confusing. It was a clear sky, bright sunny day, so he was able to see the object in great detail, which, before I continue, that's odd already for one of these winged humanoid mothman in the sightings. Day? Midday. Like, right. Sunny day. It's not stormy and stuff like It's just odd already. It's clear sky. It was you'll see everything. So he also stated that it had a. It was hard to judge the altitude of the object. As he watched, it began to distinguish more detail, and soon realized it was not a craft. It was apparently that this was a man with wings, and it was actually quite large. It appeared to be that the man with wings was quite large. He estimated that it had a huge bat-like wings that were approximately thirty feet across from tip to tip that were attached to its hips. Okay, that's different. Now old, and we'll get to it. Okay, hips are yeah. It's weird. The body in which the entity was medium brown at about 10 feet in length mm, but with the, a head with no neck and seemed to be a part of its upper torso. Okay. So kind of Mothman-ish and then I'm some get, kind of not. Oh, I'm getting another vibe for this, but go if on. If you say blemmy or whatever the heck you're thinking of, I'm punch you. I'll punch you in the stomach. If you no. say the word, I will punch you in the stomach. Blemmies don't fly. I said it. <laughs> I'm just waiting. I thought you'd just catch that. They're not blemmies. I know what this is, though. The arms were attached to the wings also. Oh, shoot. So what I think this is saying is that, like, the bottom, like, imagine, like, a bat's wings. You know, a bat's wings are attached to, like, its leg, but also run up, and it's attached to the arm. Like, the top of the wing is its arm, and then the membrane stretches down to the hip. Right, exactly. That's what I kind of get from this description. There's no drawing or anything, so. Okay. Just so we're all clear. Where was I? It had no legs, but instead there was a noticeable, a notable structure in its back. The wings appeared to never flap its wings a single time. It just kind of glided. But most interesting aspects of the wings were being that it was twice disappearing or disappeared, then reappeared during a short time that AD and his friends were observing it. Like it was phasing in and out of reality. The, the whole thing? Yeah. Okay. AD and the pair had a pair of binoculars handy and briefly watched it as best as he could. Since it was flying about, it was flying about very quickly. At the end, it vanished out of sight, which amazed the three eyewitnesses. Ad said he had a sense that it knew we were watching it. Hmm. So this is kind of a mix of some pretty mothmanny stuff and some pretty not mothmanny stuff. Right. So no legs. It just kind of it's had like a long torso. Yeah. It's it's hard to kind of picture, right? Yeah, it is very. So imagine I can imagine like a Russian doll with wings. Okay. Or okay. no neck, that big yeah. kind of round yeah, head. Yeah. But no legs, they just kind of end, and then big wings, big giant bat-like wings. But it was phasing in and out of reality, and it didn't flap a single time. Yeah, that's weird. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, at first I was thinking bat squatch until you kept going, and then bat squatch is probably out the window on that one because brown, not doesn't have the blue fur. But um, hmm, almost yeah, that is odd. On honestly, I'm almost thinking like, especially not flapping. I wonder if it's like a a military like vehicle. Now, remember they said that a lot with the original Mothman stuff. 
Yeah. Because people thought it was a person wearing some kind of military garb yeah. or something. Now, mm. I'm not saying... and A lot of the Glimmer Man sightings have that aspect, too, to where they think it's a human yeah. wearing stuff and just kind of torturing people. Right, hiding out. Tor- yeah, there you go. Torturing is good. Psychological manipulation. Yeah. Uh, and I've, I brought it up a lot of times, right? The, in Idaho... The guy that had the Glimmer Man encounter in the woods and it followed him home. Yeah. And he pointed a gun at it and said, I'm going to shoot. I know you're there. I know you're a guy and I know you're there. And it literally walked out and then went out the door. Yeah. Like opened and closed the door and everything. That's craziness. And it's because the dog caught it. That is insane. And, you know, he was an ex-military veteran and all that too. So, you know. He should have just he shot. Was the one, you know, he was the one that was pretty No, he probably shouldn't have because we would never have heard the story. Yeah, but he could have had the technology. No, he would be dead in about 10 minutes. Maybe. They'd have just carpet bombed his house and said it was a propane leak. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like that house in Virginia that just blew up. Oh, I was thinking the one down the street. Or it was in D.C. Huh? I was thinking the one down the street. Oh, Remember that, was... that night? Oh, we yeah. drove past it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was crazy. It looked <laughs> like a tornado know, went through. And we didn't know. Anyways. We didn't know, yeah, that the whole house blew up that day. Yeah. That's scary. So, I don't know. I, a giant Russian doll with wings. Yeah, phasing I'm, in and out of reality, but no flapping Mothman. Yeah, the round, big head Mothman, the no neck Mothman, the kind of color and general thing Mothman, the no legs is a weird one. That's not Mothman, and then that feeling of either unease or where it knows or watching it. Yeah, and the phasing in and out of reality, like what? I can't. Is it cloaking? Is it actually like slipping in and out, of, like right our dimension? I don't know. It's weird. And an, broad is, daylight is a weird one, too. And that's on top of all of it. Yeah, not Mothman. Not Mothman characteristic well, at all. Got, I mean, you know, it got pushed out of its home during the day or whatever. And and now, it, yeah, and it lost it, it, Lieutenant Dan itself with its legs. And So I'm just going to read the title for this one, and we're just going to skip over it. Okay. Uh, September 8th, 2021, a woman reports... 2000 what? 21. Or 2001. Okay, I was going to say. Sorry. A woman reports four red-eyed... Winged humanoids flying over her home in Berlin, Illinois. Berlin, like not Berlin, Berlin. Okay, Berlin. Now this was a big one in the Small Town Monsters documentary. In there, you know, in the Terror in the Skies, they did a big chunk of the Mothman in Chicago. Okay, that's kind of why I'm skipping over it. But in short, you know, she was in her backyard next to. So she says Cairo, but just outside of Chicago. So I don't know if there's two Kairos in Illinois. There probably could be. Cairo. Cairo or whatever. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Bob. So she says it's that one. Uh, but she was basically having a picnic. You know, it was 10 o'clock. It was 10 o'clock. And she's seen how many of them? Night. Four. Four. Dang. And she called 911 and everything like that. Dang. So it's a weird one. If you want to see more on that one, you know, go uh, watch Small Town Monsters, a good friend of the show. Yeah. And that's a good, that's one of my, that's a really nice, I like that documentary they did. We're going to jump to 2002. I almost said 22. Yeah, there you go. 2002. Dyslexia. Yep. January. So one reports a terrifying encounter with a red-eye winged creature in Madison, Wisconsin. I'm pretty sure we have friends in Madison. Is that where they're from? I think so. You're talking scary land? Yeah. Yes. Nick and Jake. Yep. So they were contacted by a woman uh, who was looking for assistance and finding answers to an incident her mom had had 20 years ago. So the woman who agreed to her first name, which is Salen, was referred to in the Singapore Anxiety 
but also an Adam Benedict's Pine Bearing Institute, hmm. which we love Adam Benedict's work also. Yep. So according to the email, back in December of 2001, our apartment complex completely burned down. We lost everything. The company my father had worked for had ended up paying us for a full refurbished apartment until ours was rebuilt. At that point in time, we lived in Madison, Wisconsin. More specifically, Allied Drive, or Allied Drive, A-L-L-I-E-D. I think you're right first, Allied. Allied. Yep. But uh, but the place that burned down, so we were sent to a place right off the Seminole Highway exit on the, the Beltland Highway. In January of 2002, about two weeks after the fire, my mom got off at our exit. We turned left, and we were coming up to the second set of lights. My mom saw what she believed was a large bat-like creature. She said it was very opaque in color. Details are harder to make out because it was the evening when this happened. It was very large and said that when she turned and when she turned her head to look at the thing, it turned and looked right at her. Oh, gosh. She believed it made direct eye contact with her. Its eyes were glowing red. Its face was very, very bat-like from what she could see. It was flying but it wasn't flapping its wings like a normal bat. Instead, it was more like it was gliding and moving around. I don't know how else to do, explain it, but it was the flying in the opposite direction we were going. She tried to get a better look, but it was gone as soon as it, as, pretty much as soon as it appeared. Mm-hmm. I was in the car when this happened, but I didn't see anything. But I do remember my mom screaming and panicking. A few weeks had gone by, and we were back in our original apartment. Our basement was one laundry machine and one dryer. I could I could remember and directly across from our apartment was a storage unit. After moving back into the rebuilt apartment, my mom decided she was going to do laundry and went downstairs. As she went to do laundry through, for whatever reason, she decided to turn around and look into the storage unit. After a minute, she noticed something was very in the very back wall behind all the junk. She had focused more on what exactly she was seeing, and she believed she saw the very same creature hiding in their storage unit. Oh, so it followed him home. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. It only followed him home was hiding in their storage unit across the street. Yeah. She saw its large bat-like face, the same red eyes glowing. She said it had been staring back at her the whole time. She was completely panicked. She ran as fast as she could back up the stairs, and she never went down the stairs again at night. We moved out very soon after because my mom almost would never leave the apartment. Jeez, okay. About two or three days after the second incident while seeing the creature, she said she saw a few news reports of a sighting of a creature very similar to what she had seen in the area. My mom and I over the years had done our best to research into this, and we were tired, and we tried very, very hard to find articles and reports of sightings, but for whatever reason, it seems like they were completely removed. I Almost like there was no one wants the reports going public. And she just goes in. She stumbled across Adams and Tobias, you know, Tobias Wayland from Small Town Monsters. Stumbled across their work and found Strickland, or Strickler's work also. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah. Basically, that's that encounter. To where very... Uh, she also said it was blue. Oh, okay. I'm lying. I knew you'd think Oh, dang much. it. Well, don't tease me like that. I knew it was... No, but opaque, you know, so pale. A very pale, weird color. Okay. Yeah, like opal, you know, that kind of... That's kind of what I picture, like almost a... A milky white. I thought opaque meant like you couldn't see through it. Uh, let me make sure I read the color right. Talk for a second. Okay. Well, I mean, if this thing shows up in her, first of all, I mean, locking eyes, sure, I can get that. Like coincidence, you look at it and it looks at you. You know, you know when things, you know when things stare at you. You know, you get that sixth sense. She described it as opaque. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what that means as in color. She, okay. She says opaque in color. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe oh. you're right. I don't know. I have no I, 
Okay. Continue. I don't know. But uh, with this thing showing up in her storage unit, this goes beyond like a just a normal, I don't know, flesh and blood creature at this point, in my opinion. it's It's got to be something more. So this one is very organic-y, besides the gliding. But it could have just been gliding. Like yeah, giant fruit bats glide, you know, they don't, yeah. depending on where it was moving. But it showed up in her storage unit. Now, the apartment had recently burned down, so I'm assuming it was vacant for a period of time. What did we talk about with a lot of Mothman and even Bat Squatch? Vacant areas they move in. If their storage unit was left unlocked, it's kind of like a little cave, right? Yeah, but it's her specific one. Come on. I'm just saying it's, you know, it's, it could be all coincidence. Yes, but. This one's very, very bat-like. Yeah. But uh, it just almost makes me think like a, uh, I don't know. There's like, especially the red eyes. It's the red eyes that get me. It's makes me just think it's something more than just a flesh and blood creature. I looked up what the term means in this aspect. Okay, it means one solid color. Oh, okay, all right. So they couldn't tell what it was, but I'm gonna guess dark because it was dark yeah. outside. They just right. could tell the creature was one color. Right. It didn't have like all sorts of different browns and blacks Wasn't and blues. What no what? Roping. No rope in. They're very colorful. Or uh, what is, what's that, Colorado? Uh, oh, no, Colorado? The rooster. Do you have a little stuffed animal of it somewhere? And it's not. It's in there somewhere. The, I can't say the name on this show. Oh, uh, okay. Well, it's like that. It's not, oh, it's not like that. So, yeah. yeah. Opaque. <laughs> yeah, that's a funny one. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, this one's just not, with those circumstances, if it's all, you know, 100% true, you know, that's just more to this. Like, it's, it's. Something's stalking her at that point, and it's it might be more spiritual thing, like it something manifests itself. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. It's creepy. I don't know. I can't explain it's that. Definitely. See, I don't get that feeling from them because I I get why it scared the heck out of her. Well, yeah, because it's a giant bat in your storage unit. Yeah, yeah. I'd be running with red eyes. Mm-hmm. Now, now I see a bat okay. with yellow glowing eyes, reflective. What was it reflecting though? I don't know. It was. Uh, How did you see it? Uh, it was behind a picture frame. My dad lifted up the picture frame behind it, and it turned it from the hallway. I, I guess. I mean, the whole room was lit up with a light. I guess. Mm, Loose to perk at him. But it it did a whole one eighty with its head, and it stayed attached to the wall, and then just had these big yellow eyes, and it, it was freaked us out. Freaked us out. But it didn't jump off the wall or nothing. Bats are scary. Another possibility is she had the first encounter with her daughter, right? Yeah. It panicked her so bad that she may have had a like a, either a panic attack or anxiety overload, and she was already they just lost their home and they were just uh, in a very stressful situation. She could have opened the storage unit and seen two something glowing, just like a pile of clothes that yeah. kind of was in the shape or whatever. And you know the human brain just is like ah, yeah, you know? there it is again. And I, you got to remember this had to be an extremely stressful stressful time in their oh, life. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It's stress can, the brain and stress don't, you know, it can, all kinds of crazy stuff can happen. So I can see that being a factor in this, too. You I might, do believe that she had her first encounter. Right, right. And you, then. You might be on to something, though, with that second one. That kind of after that. that, that yeah. They just, because how did it get, I, I, mean, I get the paranormal aspect, but still in her storage unit. Why would it be in her storage unit? Just kind of sitting in the back. Right, yeah. Like, ooh, this is a good spot to hang out. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, there's that lady again. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this is one we're, we're going to skip over the next two where I'm going to read the headlines. I can right. give you a little more information if you want, but uh, to, summer of 2002, a teenager reports seeing a gargoyle with feathered wings in Badcock, Wisconsin. Ooh. Uh, and that's pretty much what it was. You know, they see very much like 
Kind of like that first episode, we almost a monkey like creature. Yeah, a lot of gargoyle references yeah. in that first one. So very similar, same creature in Badcock, Wisconsin. Okay. In October of the same year, one report seeing a winged humanoid swooping over her car on the same road where two years earlier she had seen a diamond-shaped UFO. Ooh. It was pretty much it was Rockford, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago. Okay. Uh, but she approached the creek. Uh, they observed a large diamond-shaped UFO hovering over the, over the creek, over the stream itself, uh, which I'm going to think, I think that's this Plains River, is she, what she's talking about. Okay. But I'm, I, I don't know. Gross. You, you, oh. <laughs> gross. Gross River? Uh, there was one, I can't name it. I can't name the creek. There's a creek that is so salty near the this Plains River from a chemical plant Ooh. that brine algae grows in it. Brine algae and brine flies are in it. Ew! It is so salty; it's toxic. But so basically, the whole river looks like a shag carpet, and the only life is maggots. Ah, oh, that's disgusting! It's a horrible place. And you had to wade through that. Yes. Ew! Were any fish in there? No. <laughs> no. Surveyed. We seen one dead crawl dad. Oh, there you go. It came out of like a little headwater creek and yeah. walked into that and fried instantly. Yeah. But yeah, so basically, and then the second encounter, so she's in this diamond-shaped UFO hunt, and the second encounter, very similar to the, the Scarberry encounter where this Mothman-like creature was swooping her car and yeah, like, attacking her car. And we had that happen several times previously. The other one from last week was in Rockford, Illinois, also. Oh, okay. Rockford's a weird town. Apparently so. Now, you ready for 2003, or do you have anything to add? I don't know. I mean, if we haven't already established it, this whole area, and it, it's... Not even like maybe Chicago is like the hub. I think, I think it's. I don't want to ruin it. I think it's more apt to call this series the Great Lakes Mothman. Mothman. Yeah, but Chicago does seem to be a focal point, and it, I I think it could be that there are many times more people. Yeah, true. So the encounter rate probably goes up. Oh, a bit. okay, okay. That's one explanation. Uh, tight, you know, tight culture like. A lot of people living in one little area. Right. So there's always somebody out. Seeing something, yeah. We'd like, when we were sitting in the tailgate at like two in the morning, there's always activity in Chicago. Like it never goes to sleep. Yeah. All right. Summer 2003, a young woman and her friend report an owl man outside her window in her house in Elispit, Illinois. And if anyone. Elisp. Elisp. A L S I P. A L S I P. Yeah. Alsip. Alsip. Okay, yeah. I was up Illinois. And if anyone doesn't know, Mothman originally was called the Owl Man. Yes. So if you don't know that yet, the reason they changed it is because Batman comics were getting big at the time, and it was too similar. And Owl Man was, I thought, in Owl Man a character in Batman too, or something, or that come later. Like I, I can't remember. Yeah, the timeline is. But they all... were trying to capture. They kind of feed off the Batman stuff, but it was too big of a like, direct rip. Yeah. So they moved to Mothman. Yep. Yeah, but it was yes. Owl man. And then the European Owl Man sightings and stuff like that. Yeah. And then Lila Trusa in Mexico. An owl lady. I recently came across your article, and this is the the, the lady re, uh, reporting this to the lawn. Mm-hmm. I recently came across your article of the Chicago Owl Man. I, along with other witnesses, have seen this creature or something very similar. This time was between somewhere in 2001 and 2004. I'm not quite sure at the time. I was quite young, but I'm pretty sure it was 2003. This is in Elisp, Illinois, right at the intersection of 128th Place and Cairo. Mm, again, mm-hmm. Cairo. Cairo. 
I even have screenshots of when I casually brought up the encounter again in 2005 to other eyewitnesses to collaborate. We both remember the encounter very vividly. I had only a silhouette view, but I can best describe the creature as a large, about the size of a large human man, massive wings that it held in a defensive or pre-flight posture on its sides. Ooh. A human-like head, which seemed to be no distinguishable features, save for two very large, almost glowing yellow owl-like eyes. Mm, okay, that's different. The creature shifted through the hedges and bushes and came right up to the bay windows of our room we were occupying, making loud noises as it slammed and pressed its body against the window, its eyes staring right at us in the room. The creature nearly took out the bay window's whole space, or took up the bay window's whole space, uh, and it stayed there once it was in the window. Unlike an owl who accidentally flew into it, this was no regular owl. It was much too large. Its silhouette was massive, and its eyes were the size of baseballs. Being young, my friend and I quickly uh, vacated the room in terror, and I alerted my sleeping father, who immediately searched the perimeter of the house and found nothing. I nearly teared my, or nearly teared up reading your teared. witness. Or sorry, teared up. You're not even seeing it, and you know what I was. <laughs> you nearly teared up reading your other witness accounts on the website, as it struck very close to home. And the images that were burned in my mind. But that's basically their encounter. Yeah, that's uh, freaking scary. So this giant owl, basically, with a human-like head. Yeah. But there are no features except the eyes. Yeah. Which are some of the very early Mothman, you know, reports. Pressing its body. body slamming like, its body into the window. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking up the whole window? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's... I don't know. It's like something trying to just induce fear. I don't know. That's scary. That... that- or if you want to go with like some of the comic Mothman stuff, lamps. Oh yeah, there was a lamp there. Sorry, it just like got a moth dra- got like drawn right moth, in. Yeah, like slamming into it. But the yellow eyes, yeah, that's different. That's not Mothman. I, got, I skipped over the one from whatever I just read earlier. It had yellow eyes. Yeah, the but, red. But still, it's not your typical yeah. Mothman. No, very, very different. Yeah, but it's still like a big moth. It's like a big owl. Mm, yeah, but I don't think it was an owl. No, I don't think it was an owl either. That's, no. And I think the size, once again, she said that she was very young, scary, and we've talked about this on the show a lot. Size can be inflated dramatically sure. with fear-induced. Because sure. your brain does that to get you to move away from predators more efficiently. Right, yeah. Uh, so could it have been a little bit smaller? Could it have been an actual owl? Yeah, that's always a possibility, especially with these kind of cases. Uh, we've talked about with snowy owls and great horned owls will become very, very aggressive when they have their nest. They'll even attack houses hmm. and they'll rip siding off and stuff like that. Like the house is going to move. Right, exactly. If it's going to make it try. So is that what happened here? A stunned owl slammed to the window and was seeing its own react, you know, its own reflection maybe. This is just stuck there in the window like... Mm. Well, it could be fighting with its own reflection. Like another great horned owl had moved into the area. And it was, you know, trying to take its territory. Who knows? Anything is possible. Yeah, that's true. Truer words have never been said by such an individual. 2004. 12-year-old boy and his friends reported a winged man all in black near Panther Creek in Auburn, Illinois. Uh, so once again, it's turned in. About 15 years ago, my son, who was 12 at the time, told me a story one day after I picked him up from his after school, after school from his friend's house. They live right by a creek, and the boys always walk down the road to the creek to play in it. Uh, word of warning. 
don't let your kids play in Creek in Illinois, in Northern <laughs> Illinois. Why is that? I legally can't say. Oh, it's too toxic. I didn't say that. I did. Uh, I did get Vietnamese lungworms in a creek in Illinois. There you go. In Northern Illinois. Yeah. Don't go in the creeks. Is that near China, Illinois? <laughs> that's an old show. <laughs> I know. That's a good one, though. Uh, that's one you were never, you're either not drunk enough for or too drunk. <laughs> Anyways, where was I? So they would play. One afternoon, it was about 3.30 or 4 o'clock when the sun was still full in the sky, but starting to descend. It was a little blinding in their eyes. They were walking down the road to the bridge over the creek when they noticed a man standing on the road. Now, this is from the mouth of a 12-year-old. He said this man was standing there, looked like he was in all black, and said it looked like the man didn't have a neck. Hmm. They were a little puzzled but kept walking towards it. He said when it opened up its arms, quote-unquote, straight up, and it appeared to have wings. And at this time, he said it just flapped one time. Its arms went down one time, and it said it took straight off into the air and mm. shot up like a rocket. Mm. They tried to see where it went, but said the sun was in their eyes. And then, he, you know, the dad says, I didn't know about this was happening until I heard this thing on Coast to Coast and then got a hold of you guys. Auburn is a city of just over 4,000 residents in kind of central Illinois, approximately 50 miles south of the state's capital, Springfield. So a lot of similarities with this story. Once yeah. again, kids. A lot of kids involved in the Chicago Mothman stuff, or the Illinois Mothman, Lake Erie Moth, or Great Lakes Mothman. Is this a, is this a government created abducting machine? No, because it's not doing a very good job, is it? No, no. I get, well, that's because the these the only accounts we get are the ones it's it's failed its mission. Now, if we look back, I think it was it was in the first episode. I can't remember what city it was in, but it was near Chicago, where that one boy had walked away from his friends that were playing in the creek. Yeah, and seen the one stick its arm straight up. Because remember, he thought it was a really tall black man. And it stuck its arms straight up, and then it took off. Yeah. Same thing. Mm. You know, years apart, whatever. It's This kind of makes... Now I have to Google it to look. Maybe not entirely the same, but arms straight up with the wings under it, right? Mm-hmm. On top of the uh, Hoover Dam. I've seen them, too. These, these weird statues of, like, these angel mm. beings. The angels in quote-unquote... These people sitting on these chairs with their arms straight up and these big wings right under them. But they're like weird wings. One of the Academy Awards or what, something like that, have that kind of thing too. Yeah, like Golden Globes or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. One of the, like have a guy with wings, arms straight yeah, up. Yeah, something this weird but stuff. But very, very Mothman-esque for the fact it didn't have a neck and it shot straight up. Yeah, and, yeah, like one flap and it was up. Yeah, it didn't like, it wasn't flying like traditional flying. No, none of them are. And I get the, the government aspect, but it's also that kind of, if it's interdimensional... Yeah. They don't follow the same rules, right? Right, right. But neither our government doesn't follow any rules either. But you would think they would have to operate in our laws of physics. You would Oh, hear- yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, depending on the technology hand we're talking about. But no, if it's just biological, yeah, not at all. Another report came from 2004. A woman reports seeing an all-black man with huge bat-like wings flying over a park near her home in... Cairo, Illinois. Rockford. Okay. Good guess. Well, <laughs> Rockford pops up constantly. Yeah. Uh, the quick, you know, Chicago humanoid sightings are sighting near Rockford. Uh, this park, and I, I can't remember if the rock it, that first park in episode one was in Rockford or not. I could scroll back like 500 pages, but I'm not going to. <laughs> 
but yeah, she basically seen she was walking her dog. Suddenly, her dog started furiously barking at something, and she's just seen this giant flying, you know, Mothman ass creature flying and kind of zipping around. Yeah, very scary. She stunned and quickly ran away. Back door. She thought the creature was following her. Had a very like that intense fear reaction. Mm-hmm. Okay, nothing happened in two thousand five. Before we continue, we'll take our ad break. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Let me uh, let me uh, cue it up. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that sweet ditty. That sweet ditty. Yeah. 2006. So nothing happened in 2005. But 2006, we had some activity. Back. A woman and her family reported a man with bat-like features flying near their vehicle while driving in southern Wisconsin. Hmm, okay. Otherwise known as northern Chicago. Yeah, basically. Now, there was parts that when I was working a lot in Chicago where the amusement park is. Okay. And I can't remember if it's like... It's not, it's like a Six Flags or something. I think it's Six Flags. Okay. There's one up there, uh, way north of Chicago, right on the, like, Wisconsin. Illinois uh, border. Illinois border. And there's literally a road. We'd go to Mill Creek, and you Mill Creek goes in from Chicago, or from Illinois to Wisconsin. Okay. It's just a little bit of where I've been. Because you can oh, see, gotcha. you can see the roller coaster the whole time. I thought you were going to tell some story. Like No, it's that's where I almost got in the worst auto accident of my life. Oh, gosh. Traffic stopped. I was in the big truck with the boat going 75 miles an hour, slammed on it, skidded. The boat was like That's scary. Jumped. Yes. Yeah, screw that. Yes, it was bad. Because there was another accident up there, and it was one of those things to where an accident happened, and like all traffic stopped. Stopped immediately. Gosh dang. So, yeah, so they had their encounter. August 2006, a man and his son report a large, dark being with cape-like wings in Bensonville, Illinois. Mm, okay. Don't know where Bensonville is. Uh, so, yes, uh, it was near Highway 59, near X Road in southern Wisconsin, and Bens- you know, Benson so must be up there. Sighting was really took place at 9.30 p.m. on a night of July 15th or 16th, 2006. First of all, I would like to thank you for your sight. You know, once again, this is the eyewitness talking to Lon. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, I don't feel ridiculed to tell my story, even if I am. I don't care that skeptics think. I know what I saw, and this is the truth. I know what I saw! It's the truth! Dang it! In July of 2006, either 15th or 16th, my husband and I were in the process of moving from well, uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, to a small area between Whitewater and Eagle, Wisconsin. It was about 930 PM. And there was a bright full moon. No, oh, here we in go. In the clear sky. Now, I'm I'm gonna talk for a second. Is it here's just a thought. 
because we'll come to it, I'm sure, by the end of part four. Is it just because there's more light, so you're more likely to see these things? Like, not that they're more frequent, yeah, but there's just so much more light available on a full moon night, so you get a better view of these things? Or is it something to actually do with the full moon cycle? Well, if it's actually on the full moon day and not like one of the days around it where it looks like it's full moon, but you know, it's not. Um, if it's on the actual day, I think it's because full moon. Because there's plenty of days like before and afterwards, pretty dang bright out. And so you should still be seeing something. You know, if, if it's commonly happening every day around the full moon and the full moon day. But the fact that all these stories happen to be on a full moon, there's got to be something more to it. But is it that same thing you just said that is it not really a full moon, full moon? Well, yeah. And people are like, it was a full moon, and they look up because this moon is really big. Right, it could be. could be. I'm saying if if they're all accurate and it is on the full moon day, there's something to it. I mean, that that moon's a portal. It's a portal or something, or it's just a... It, it's an indicator. It's the day when the portals are opened or the veil is thin. Heard it here first. You did. Well, probably not, but I'm sure other people have that opinion. We were traveling down Highway 59 East past Eagle, turning into Road X, a somewhat desolate stretch, a thin band of trees on each side of the road with open fields behind them. This area is about 18 miles approximately east of Whitewater, located between Eagle and North Prairie, Wisconsin. My husband and I were driving with our two young children in the back seat, I believe, which were asleep. Suddenly, swooping over the trees on our left, lowering down in front of the car's windshield, and upwards again towards the treetops on the right, gliding at a somewhat slow ascent over the field, which was what I would best describe as a man with bat-like features, flying like a bat. So once again, we've had this happen where they fly over the hood of the car. Mm-hmm. Why is it flying over the hood of the car? Is it on accident? Is it on purpose? We can come back. Okay. Uh, so I wanted to say that out loud. The creature was real as you and I are. We were very close up to it. It was long, maybe six to seven feet in length. I say length because it was flying sideways, looking at our car, much like doing a side stroke. It was dark gray, very leathery skin, and its wings kind of tucked into its sides. So it was flying, but it had its wings tucked in. Mm, okay. Once facing the ground, it was flapping kind of while it flew. The wings were huge. They were extremely like that of a bat's. They got me in the... Uh, what got me most was the eyes. They were extremely round. Where the white would be looked ramely, R-H-U-E-M-Y, the best way to describe it. The iris were a very pale blue. It was not afraid. I was astonished, amazed, and even excited. My husband was shocked, and we would not stop when I asked him to. <laughs> Smart man. Yes. No, hey, there's this flying thing that's not even flapping its wings looking right at me through my soul. Uh, pull over. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to look at it. So I hope this will bring you more, will help bring more people forward to see this mysterious creature, other creatures like it. I was recently reading an online a woman in Milton, Wisconsin, who was about 1960, who also seen this creature of the same description. It was noted that someone who witnessed this compared this creature to the movie... Jeepers Creepers. Yes. And there are definitely a lot of similarities. I had never seen the movie yet and prior to my sighting. What? Okay, I don't remember the movie Jeepers Creepers, but what was that thing? Was it like a demon? So it only came out like every 21 or 27 years. It basically had to, it was kind of immortal, but it had to replace its parts. It had the ability to replace its parts with people and things. Right. 
and that's how it got its wings is like it was from the Jurassic. It took them literally from like a, a pterosaur. Okay. So it's a completely like I guess you'd call it like an earth entity, like an earth elemental almost, mm. where it's eternal. Uh, but it had to upgrade itself. So like literally it ripped off its head and took one of the other people's heads. Oh, okay. It wasn't and it had like weird starfish bits inside of it. Like the core of it was it was almost like the core of the creature was in where its heart would be. And it's puppeting everything else around it using okay. other people's bits. Yes. Okay. Very odd. Okay. Hmm. And it's only active for a day or one night, I think, every like 27 years. I'm just trying to figure out the soft disclosure angle from that because there's something odd about something's. But this, so a uh, Cryptonaut podcast recently just had a listener submission where a similar bat Mothman esque creature was chasing an ambulance on its side, not flapping its wings. Hmm. Same, just like this. Just like this. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, their East Coast, it was over there, one of their local towns. Very odd. And it's, you know, very much bat-ish, Jeepers Creepers-ish, not flapping. Kind of flapping. But not. She describes it as kind of flapping. What I kind of get from that is maybe like fluttering, you know, from the wind rushing past it. Okay. Like kind of like a cape, because she kind of, you know, yeah. describes it as a cape. What's your thoughts? Is it awful? Uh, it, well, duh. Yeah. Not many of these are very... Good. Point Pleasant Mothman-ish. Yeah. You know, with Point Pleasant, we I think after the four-parter we did, it, it came across like, it was lost. He's an interdimensional raccoon. He's an interdimensional raccoon that just wanted to go home, right? Yeah, yeah. you got none pulled of these, through the veil. None of these sound very friendly. No, these sound more sinister. Like, I don't know. Like, the, not that they're preying upon humans, yeah, but they're, they're eating people. But, but they're interested in humans and for... I don't know. It's just they scare the ever living poo out of the people. Dickens, the Dickens out of you. So 2007, two friends reported seeing a flying humanoid with glowing yellow eyes in Prairie Creek Preserve, Indiana. So my mom had sent me your article because I have seen a humanoid at Prairie Creek Reserve. I originally came from Muncie, Indiana and grew up spending a lot of time in Prairie Creek because my family had a boat there. Hmm. It was the summer of 2007 when they take when we were taking a boat ride and watch the sunset. It was dusk, and the sun was setting as we approached our dock. As we got closer, my friend and I both saw what looked like a human standing at the end of our dock. Oh, nice. And I thought it was strange because there was no one else around. Our neighbors' boats were all docked. There was not even any other cars around. We were the only ones in the evening that were in the dock area. It's, and then it turned around, and we saw it had glowing yellow eyes. Mm. At this point, we were freaking out, wondering what was because there was something totally off about it, and it was clearly not a normal human. What gave that away? <laughs> the glowing yellow eyes. The... When we got even closer, it spread its wings. It flapped a few times and soared off into the sky. It was way too big to be a bird. I've never seen anything like it before. It was probably around six foot tall, really dark, almost black. Its whole body and wings were almost black in color. Could it be some bird, like some unknown, like rare bird? A sandhill crane. Yeah, not that one. They have red eyes, right? Remember? Yeah, but this was yellow. They have yellow eyes. Yeah, there you go, yeah. Uh, wood stork. Ah, is it a wood stork? Well, there are a lot of wood storks in the area. Ooh. You think you think it could be? I, I think some of these could be a wood stork. I don't know what a wood stork is. They're humongous. Let me look. Uh, they li- they're storks that literally hang out in the woods. Let me go to the... Oh, makes sense. Fitting name. Uh... Let me finish this, and I'll tell you my Woodstork story that was okay. in Illinois. Uh, so, yeah, not sure if this is interesting, but we also saw a UFO in Prairie Creek around dusk a few years before. Same thing has already been reported, right? 
The lady that had one in Rockford seen a UFO two years before she seen them. The diamond shape. They're a Mothman. Yeah. So they seen a UFO the same area two years before they seen their thing. Okay. So yeah, just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you my Woodstock story real fast. Yeah. Uh, it was in Illinois. I'm trying to remember where. We were really we weren't near Chicago. It was one of our fun trips, maybe in the Kankakee area. Uh, so I had to pee. There's no we're so far away from everything. So I stop. We stop off at a bank. We were having lunch, and I go into the woods to go to the bathroom. I hear like a velociraptor, yeah. and then a big slam, like wood clapping together. Okay, and then I hear like <laughs> slam, and I'm like, and I got my waiters. I got my waiters around my ankles, and I'm like, <laughs> what's going on? And then from the other side of this massive tree, I was peeing on this giant dinosaur head peeks over and looks at me and goes <laughs> and slams its jaws together. And that's the slam. It was a wood stork and I was about peeing on her nest. Yeah. Uh, they make giant nest. So she was on the ground. They're huge. They're like five foot tall and they're Dang. very, they're not rare, but they're not common. They're very yeah. secretive birds. Yeah. And they're very large. Till you find their nest and pee on them. And I could see, let's say there was a wood stork at the end of her dock. Yeah. And I could see it being human-ish in shape. You know, they're five foot tall. And then it opens its massive wings and takes off, right? Yeah. But the agile, you know, they're not very agile. Storks aren't known for being, you know, high flyers or fast flyers. Or anything right, like that. yeah. They're more like these big gliding creatures. So I don't think a lot of these are wood storks, but that would be the one you could point to. Okay, there we go. Wood storks, literally sandhill cranes, or big owls. Right. You know, great horned owls are bigger than most people realize. It's important to have those, you know, biological perspectives, you mm-hmm. know, on but the record, I, that was one I could say being a wood stork or you know one of the cranes or herons. Okay, because it's literally on the end of their dock. It's yeah. dark. They admitted it was dark. Yeah, so they're already losing a lot of detail. Looks like a guy, and it flapped like it, it flapped and flew away like a actual bird. Bird, not yeah. like not like it just jetted off into the sky. Yeah, like some jet propelled mm-hmm. Mothman suit wearing government official that's abducting children. That's what? They had a badge and everything. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So let's move to 2008. A man reports seeing a winged creature with human proportions while traveling with his husband and their friend in northeastern Illinois. That was late July 2008. Progressive. Yeah, well, I just, I have to, I've said it wrong before, but that one is his husband. Oh, okay. Uh, that's not, and that's that one. The one I'm going to read is, August in 2008, a witness reports seeing a big gray humanoid creature with big wings while attending a bonfire in Rockford, Cairo, Mount Pleasant. Oh, that's Point Pleasant, Mount Pleasant. This is Wisconsin. Eerily similar. Uh, So they were at a bonfire 2008. I'm 29 years old and I live in Ryan's, Wisconsin. I think it's how it's pronounced. Pretty much my whole life. I work third shift and get pretty bored. So tonight, I decided to Google Monsters and Legends in Wisconsin. One of the links was a Phantom of the Mars article that led to the Gargoyle sightings in 2019. And the other sightings in Chicago O'Hare in a national airport in the surrounding areas in the more recent in August this year. I was so happy and excited to see these reports. One night back in August 2008, I was living in, in the area of Lake Park neighborhood in Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. With my mom, my cousin, and I were having a bonfire. We were talking, and it happened to lean back in my chair and look up at the smoke going into the sky. And as soon as I did, I saw a big gray humanoid creature with big wings flying through the smoke and off into the darkness. 
I had my eyes fixed on it for a good seven to ten seconds and saw two legs and arms, but was unable to get a good look at the head or the face. I didn't know what it was when I saw it, but now I'm certain it wasn't a bird or an owl or anything of the like. I kept to myself for fear of ridicule, for or people think I was crazy. But I was so happy to see your articles, and I'm happy to share. Hopefully this helps bring more people forward. Hmm. Hopefully. But I think it did. It did. <laughs> so nothing in 2009 to go about. Another blank here. Uh, 2010, a man reports a four-and-a-half-foot-tall, dark-colored entity perched on the parks uh, on the peak of his neighbor's roof. I don't go into the story fully. This was an owl. You think so? Yeah. Probably. Okay. Yeah. It's only four foot tall. So, okay. And it's very owl-like. Mm, a four foot tall owl-like creature perched we, on a roof. We call those owls here in Ohio. <laughs> not, yeah. Oh, but man. once, uh, to the credit, great horned, great horned owls are not only rare, they're also extremely secretive animals. Mm, okay. They have a humongous range and they can just kind of pop up in an area for a Wherever, minute. Wherever, yeah. So if you've not accustomed, like let's say the only owls you may be, if you're lucky in your life, you see is like barn owls, yeah. barred owls. Those are different things. But they're the common ones and you kind of can see them during the day. They'll kind of get just stuck in an area and they'll hang out until it gets dark again. So if you're accustomed to seeing those much smaller species and then all of a sudden there is a literally four foot tall eagle sized owl on your neighbor's roof. Might and well it's be. dark. And it might as well be eight foot tall at yeah. that point. But he says it's four foot tall. Oh yeah, true. So, I mean, he's... It's very owly. Yeah. Uh, late summer of 2010, two teenagers see reports. Or, uh, sorry, two teenagers report seeing a winged deer bat. Oh, geez. While driving outside of Rockford, Illinois. Yes, I got it this time. A second sighting of something described as a flying tar man reportedly took place near the same time. A flying tar man, and I think they mean like the black goopy. Yeah, like black, tar. Right. Yeah, like on a road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I guess it's asphalt, but whatever. You know so what I mean. They uh, think of Fordian contacted these recent witnesses who claimed to see a creature similar to flying humanoids that had been haunting around Lake Michigan area for years. Witnesses who agreed to attach their, his first name, which was Dalton, for the first report of his encounter only two years ago. This took place in 2010. If I had not experienced it firsthand, I would probably dismiss it as fiction. Please, I assure you this is 100% the whole story of what the, happened on that particular night. Hmm. So it began as a typical summer day approximately five years ago. These events took place in northern Illinois near Rockford. My friend Nick and I were cruising around in our 1997 Firebird. As the day progressed along, we decided to head towards the county road to do some drifting. Typical typical behavior of a 16-year-old in his sports car. This was something we did quite often. Better wake up. No, I'm awake. Jumping ahead to two hours or so, it was around 11 p.m. We were on a gravel road located to be scheduled by our location was scheduled by what farmland elsewhere. So uh, there was no ho- there was houses every so often, but nothing really. Now me and Nick were talking while I repeatedly. Did you hear that? Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, I heard it too. Like a pop okay. out of nowhere. That was odd. That was weird. We're still recording, right? Yeah, I, that's why I went. That's why I turned. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It sounded like a click or something. I wonder if anybody else heard that. Yeah, we'll see. But go on. I got to find where I was. This is proof we don't edit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you made it this far in. Not scheduled. I meant secluded. 
Okay. Farmland, when I said scheduled earlier. Scheduled farmland. I was a little... I got a compliment that uh, I think it was Jason said my reading skills have greatly improved in the last year and a half. All right. Whoever said it, thank They're you. They're seeing the growth. Yeah. So now me and Nick are taking, and I repeatedly slow down and then applying the gas so I could get my vehicle sideways on the straight patches of road. <laughs> Been there, done that. The corn on the side of the road of this old uh, this old gravel road were about head height. It was towards the end of the growing season. Anyway, I began to slow down, and probably the fifth time, only I could see that the corn was shaking. Ooh. Me and Nick both had stopped talking, and we were both watching the corn. I had expected a group of deer to run out and cross the road, so naturally I slowed down to a slow roll. Mm-hmm. My corn was now shaking fiercely, and quickly something was quickly heading towards the road. Now, at this point, me and Nick were standing at the corner waiting for what we expected to be wildlife to pass. Now, I'm not sure how to describe this, but from what we saw, it was absolutely frightening. The corn parted about eight feet in front of the car. I don't know if you've ever seen a deer jump out of the corn uh, like a horse hop. This thing was about the size of a big buck, but was completely black. Mind you, the headlights were focused right on the stretch of road where the corn was. Hmm. The whole scene was well illuminated. As it proceeded to jump out of the corn, it opened these huge set of wings and remained airborne. Its flight was right in front of the car, and it did a zigzag flight pattern incredibly fast. Whoa. Almost like that of a fly or a bug would do. Right, yeah. After it quickly zigzagged, it shot straight up into the air. I mean shot straight up in the air, almost like a cannon was blasting into space. My Firebird model was a T-top, so me and both jerked our heads up. Uh, but due to the light pointing forward, obviously it was being so dark we couldn't see anything when the, where the creature went. I he had some choice words, and then Nick starts screaming, "Go, go, go!" They drove as fast as they could for about fifteen minutes, completely quiet. The whole time they were watching around them, basically they had this intense fear. We finally started to calm down, and on the road we were so frequent uh, we frequented more. We could see farmers in the field on tractors. Being that I could see that other people felt safe, so I decided to pull over to the side of the road and immediately say, "What the f was that thing?" But we had no answers. The only thing that came up with that was it was the size of a deer and flew like a bat. And then we named it accordingly, the deer bat. The deer bat. We said it was the size of a deer, but it was actually kind of humanoid in shape, and it ran out in front of us the corn just like a deer. Though the deer bat was incredibly black, like it was covered in tar hmm. after we stopped talking we noticed that the field a couple yards away was being uh harvest and process signs so again being dumb teenagers we decided to steal the sign <laughs> i ran up and grabbed it and shoved it in the back seat of the car and threw our hoodies over it it was a large sign that had a metal pole that was attached to it i didn't know it had anything in the back of my fire butter as well but we managed to be heading out in the country and made it to our neighboring town new milford both were thirsty and one day snack, so I pulled into the gas station in the back of my car into the space that faces the main road. As soon as I shut my car off, the old beat-up rusty Chevy pulls up in front of me as if it's blocking us in. The windows are tinted. We couldn't tell who was in there and what was going on. He remained in there for several minutes just sitting. We didn't we didn't get out of the car that, that night because it was a big old nope. And the last thing I wanted to do was some hillbilly effer trying to start something with us. <laughs> he, as mysteriously as he pulled up without a warning, he drove off as well. Hmm, okay. We assumed that it was somebody who had seen us taking the sign and he was getting getting our plates. 
Probably. But maybe he was waiting for it to confront us. Uh, the only problem with that is we entered from the left and ex- exited from the right. So there was never anybody behind us for a car to get our plates. They could mm. that. Yeah. But yeah, so it goes on. They had, they keep talking about it. It's almost, they say kind of humanoid, but still kind of deerish. Yeah. It sounds like our good old friend, the not deer. Jersey Devil. Oh, the Jersey Devil. Okay. Humanish, yeah. deerish. Yes, but until until the flying pattern. Zigzaggy and, you know, then very mothman. And then just shoot up. Which, uh, the way he described it as a, a bug or an insect does make a lot of sense, too. I wonder if it is using its wings not to flap, but as like a frequency to like mm. hover or to, you know, to, I don't know, buzz around the... Live. To what? To just live. It just buzzes to live. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it does make like that kind of noise though, like a like a humming from a some frequency. I don't know. So 2011, it says this winged entity was captured on camera. Two roommates and their friends are reportedly terrorized by glowing eyes peeking through their windows at night. And a college student reports a man a running with a man with wings. This is kind of a local little college area. The picture is not great. I didn't yeah. include it because oh dang it, it's there's. Yes, it's one of those pictures. I don't understand. Like, it's like a blob. Oh, okay. okay. And they're saying it's a winged entity that's caught on camera. Gotcha. Okay. It's I think it was a bug on the lens or mm. a dust. Mm, okay. But Very common. I? September 5th, 2011, a man reported following a creature with bat-like wings and a small bulbous head and what seemed to be tentacles extending behind it. And then he's seen it flying over his car in Jackson Park Highland neighborhood in Chicago. So I received a telephone call from regarding the winged being sighting on September 5th, 2011, Labor Day. This occurring during the same three-month period in 2011 where several previous winged being humanoids were sighting and reported by MUFON. Mm. Strickland was referring to the investigation of weird winged beings around Lake Michigan, you know, like he talks about so approximately at 4 p.m., the eyewitnesses were getting off the Metro bus in the intersection of South Jefferson Boulevard and East 67th Street and Jackson Highland Park in Chicago. And he noticed an unusually flying, unusual flying being approximately 100 to 120 feet above him, adjacent to the apartment buildings in his vicinity. The witness described the entity as being black in color with bat-like wings, a small bulbous head, and what seemed to be tentacles extruding from behind it. He stated that it was definitely biological and seemed to be looking down at him and others around him. He began to follow it as it made its way through Jackson Park and over a golf course. As he continued to follow the entity in its, as into the scattering of trees, the entity rolled and displayed an emerald green light on its underbelly. Mm, that's new. During the entire time, the entity never flapped its wings once, but it's it like flew up and down in altitude. Yeah. Also, the witness sensed the entity was watching him the whole time as he chased it. It would dip into uh, kind of towards him on occasion, but never determined or never determined the structure of its face. The wings being eventually turned towards Lake Michigan and quickly flew to the east. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. What if these are bug like? That sounds like a lightning bug. That also, uh, I can't remember the one from Madagascar. There's a, a flying entity that has a big glowing horn or a big glowing chest, mm-hmm. and then Van Meter Visitor, right? The glowing horn. horn. I wonder if it's. These are bug-like creatures, though. Mm, giant bugs. Giant bug. Tentacles. Something. Well, okay, that throws it off. 
No, this is from a different dimension. I don't care. This is a different dimension. Bug-like creatures from there. I don't know. This is so crazy. Uh, I'm, I guess I'm kind of thankful I've never run into one of these. <laughs> but it would be neat to see sometime. But I think it's just... It's a, maybe it is a harbinger of doom for fall, other reasons. Fall of 2011, a man and his brother-in-law report seeing a humanoid with bat-like wings in Dowers Grove, Illinois. Another one. Just very classic kind of yep. bat. Mothman like sighting. Winter of 2001 or 2011, Owen reports seeing a flying humanoid with greenish yellow eyes while driving near Prairie Creek Reserve in Indiana. Okay. We're hitting a lot of these same, same areas. Spots, yeah. Like, you can, if you can't tell, breeding grounds that are just clusters of sightings. And Prairie Creek's not a big area, like, mm-hmm. but it's where the Sandhill Crane or the Woodstork was seen. Oh, gosh. Now, in very classic, uh, the events unfolded in town, not at the lake at this one, but it's just seen like a human open its wings and started to glide off, never flew, never flapped its wings, but had its wings open. Mm-hmm. Uh, summer of 2012, so jumping a year forward. So, enough, so yeah, 2012. Otis was driving towards Indianapolis International Airport in Indiana, boarded having almost collided with a bat-like entity with little red eyes. Mm, okay. Smaller... Kind of like that first gargoyle that flew over the car hood. Yeah. Kind of similar to that encounter. Okay. Where this thing flew in front of her car and she almost, almost smoked it. it. So this more classic Mothman-y. Yeah. But much more kind of looking like that bat being. Okay. Very right. demonic little bat creature. The uh, hammerhead bat? Yes. No, I'm talking about the first, remember yeah, the I first know. episode? Yeah. 2014, so we didn't have anything in 13. Okay. May reported coming across or coming home from work to find a Mothman type insectoid ah, staring at his apartment building. You know I hate you. See? You ruin everything. Well, the, the clues. I have, I have like a hundred more things we have to go through and the bug angle was going to come up. It's the clues. You're, the clues set them off. My brain's just... All right. All right. Shut it's up. The, it's the DNA. Shut up! <laughs> Greg from Hardwood Heights, Illinois. He saw a weird winged humanoid three years ago. So I was coming back from work three years ago. It was about 1.30 in the morning. I pulled up to my driveway, and something caught my eye on the side. I walked up the stairs and went to the window. I lived on the second floor. I looked out my window across the street and saw a crypto, if you will, a Mothman-type insectoid. Small body, unusually large head, no red eyes, but it kept just staring at me. I went on to... (laughs) I went to make tea, feed my cats, came back, rubbed my eyes to see if it was if I was just tired and seeing things. And sure enough, it was still sitting there. One important thing was I had no foreboding fear, nothing whatsoever, that I just found interesting. I was I was shocked as many people had seen similar things. I went to, I I went several times, and I would say that about four or five times, just peering outside, looking out my window, and it just stood there. I live in a small town near Chicago. I figured the police would do their rounds sooner or later, and they would see it. You could hear a pin drop. It was such a small community. Sure enough, no one was around. It did not phase me to take a picture, but I I did have a smartphone at the time. Right, at, but overall, no fear or nothing like that. You're just seeing there, just there in shock because you just can't believe what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. You listen to the accounts of people, and they think you will you will be better in the situation. I went back several times, and I was just listening to your show last night, peering out, and every now and again, and it just kept standing there. 
in the morning, I went and I went to see if there was any trace of it. It was gone. So yeah, all above. It was the strangest thing, and I was not afraid at all. There mm. you go. Okay. Just like a big bug. Yeah. Just a bug guy. See? Hanging out over the street. Never, it didn't move, okay? That's my problem with it. Like, I get that it it just never moved around. Uh, did he say when the date was? That may affect what I'm going to say next. Was no. that? Um, he just said, oh, it's 2014, but he never right. said when. What month? Halloween decoration. Oh, there you go. And some kids stole it the night, and that's why he didn't see it again. Exactly, yeah. But, no, we talked about Man This Man and stuff like that. You know, very this insectoid. Yeah. Big head, little body. Uh, but, yeah, there you go. In November of 2014, a fire and rescue officer and his partner reported a green-eyed winged humanoid in downtown Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So green-eyed. They just seen it running around. Oh. In August of 2015, uh... A man was driving in Gary and Anda. Oh, no. A dark, grayish, prehistoric bird swooping in with leathery skin. I can never say that word. Leathery Leathery skin. So he called it a prehistoric bird. I think he meant pterosaur. Okay. The picture he drew was a pterosaur. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. But he called it a bird. Do pterosaurs have red eyes? You know, I'll have to check. Hmm. Did they do that on Walking with Dinosaurs? The red-eyed pterosaurs? No. How can they tell? They can't tell what color a creature's eyes were. No, no, they don't. They have no idea. So what if all dinosaurs had glowing red eyes? I'm not saying it's impossible. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nuts? What if you went back in time and they were like just in completely, we're so far off. They got glowing red eyes. They have like... Have you ever seen the picture of... So, you know, we have a problem with dinosaurs skin wrapping them is what it's called. Okay. Where you, like, put the meat and skin, like, really tight to their bones and stuff like that. Okay. So when you look at T-Rex and you look at T-Rex skeleton, they pretty much look the same, right? Okay, yeah. If you look at something like an orca skeleton and an orca's body, oh, they yeah. look nothing alike. Right, exactly. It looks like One looks like a crocodile snake yeah. and one's a whale. Right. Right. So a guy did it, unskin wrapped a bunch of dinosaurs, and he made a T-Rex absolutely so fat. Yeah. Like it had blubber and everything like that. And it was the best thing ever. That's what I hope whenever my time machine comes through and I get a go look at dinosaurs. <laughs> Wait, I forgot to put in the crystals. The T-Rex is just fat. It's a fat, like, bl- like a blubbering yeah. oaf. <laughs> Not even dangerous. Just happy. Just, just, yeah, fat scavenger. They all fat and sassy. That's <laughs> getting fat and sassy. Yeah. So November, uh, <gasps> November 1st in 2015, a woman reports seeing a crow man hovering over her high-rise oh. apartment near Chicago's Washington Park. That was when they were shooting the movie The Crow. Yes. That's all That's all that was. This was a 10 a.m. with sighting. Oh, that's different. November 1st, I was chatting on the phone with my good friend, my own business, plans for, making plans for brunch. I glanced out my bedroom window and immediately noticed something was out of place. There was a very large crow man just hovering over the high-rise apartment building blocks away from my house. The man, uh, a man, jet black from head to toe, Upright, hovering in the air about five feet above the oh. Midwest uh, Senior Center Apartments on East 60th Street. For reference, it's 17 stories, high-rise apartment building directly across the street from Washington Park on the south side of Chicago. Easy. I know what this is. It's it's Chris Angel. Ah, It's Chris Angel doing a magic trick. Duh. And she, she just goes on. She was on the phone with her friend. And she just watched this thing. Uh, she thought it was a Halloween direction or decoration that got caught on the top of the building. Uh, or it could be that. So but she thought it was that. So she was kind of looking at it like, well, that's kind of 
odd. You know, weird. Yeah. But it's a cursed angel floating. And then it took off and it flew. She thought it was a balloon then at first. <laughs> it's still Chris Angel to me. She thought it was a balloon from a janitor's science club. <laughs> oh my gosh. That no, was the joke. She did think it was a balloon though. Okay. And so she's like, okay, it's just something, you know, it's that. Because it's kind of floating down and yeah. being pushed around by the wind. Then she realized it was a living thing as it dropped its wings and fell from the 20th story to the third floor and then took back off again. Holy crap. Chris Angel really upped his mm-hmm. production value. It's not all just cameras and, and fakery. She anymore. goes in the thing where she said it would, I wouldn't say it flew at all, but it literally kind of hovered in position, dropped, and then restarted to, to hover. Yeah. Hmm. And so she started Googling like Crow Man sightings, and then she came across the Mothman stuff. Mm-hmm. Moving on to. 2016. We're our la- almost there. Our last year. Our last year until next week. For the yes. Well, yes, next week. A woman reports seeing, well, actually, yeah, yeah. I'll bring that up. Uh, there won't be a, well, we're going to take a break from the Mothman saga next week because it'll be Christmas. Well, no, not next. Mm-hmm. Wait. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're yes. right. You're right. You're so right. Our Christmas episode Time will come travel. out. Time travel. So in this four-part series, there'll be a gap. That's right. You need a break. Mm-hmm. It'll be the Christmas special. Yay. Yay, Christmas. Uh, early summer 2016, a woman reports seeing a prehistoric bird after dropping her kids off at the school in Rockford, Illinois. Gary, Indiana. Oh gosh, good guess. I would have guessed Rockford that too. That dirty old town. It's but it's been like the same five towns. It right? is, yeah. And Gary's the scariest one. Scary Gary, Indiana. The Gary is the Gary, Indiana is the worst town in the U.S. I it agree. is so dangerous. It very. I've driven through it like twice, and it's like make sure you're double checking your doors are locked. We refused a survey in Gary, Indiana. Yeah. That's and we keep mine. We were going in the hood of Chicago. Yeah. With thousands of dollars of equipment. And we refused Gary, Indiana. Yep. Says something. Yeah. Uh so yeah, once again, they received a report on January 23rd from a witness, big grayish prehistoric bird in Gary, Indiana. Sir, I hadn't experienced this, uh, seeing this big grayish prehistoric bird. It was 7.40 in the morning on a clear sunny day. I was driving down Broadway in Gary, Indiana, right across from the gas station right before you get to the exit on I-65 South. I was shocked, wondering why no one else noticed this creature. It didn't have a man's face. It had a beak that was pointy. The wings were really long. The wings did not flap. The creature flew low enough for me to just get a look at it. But then there it was. At first, I thought I was crazy, and I waited to see a couple days before I told my husband. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I know what I saw. I know what I saw! I know what she saw, too. I do, too. Yeah. It's a little grain. No. After a couple weeks. It's that wood stork you mentioned earlier. Yeah, wood stork. After a couple weeks, I saw it again in the same area. See? But not the same spot. I <laughs> Stop it. I got to read a lot. Sorry. Also, this one was, in the, was the same, but smaller. Ah, baby. It did not look like a bat or an owl. So I Googled prehistoric birds, and then I saw the best picture of what I, I could describe as it. After I looked it up in the sky, looked up at the sky often, but hadn't seen it again. I also thought about reporting it, but people, of course, would think I was crazy. It came to me that woody. It came to me that the woody dense areas in the area likely were hidden. Lon called the witness immediately after receiving the email. She gave the exact location of the sighting and near the gas station once had a fairly thick grove of trees in the vicinity. The trees were cleared recently. Uh, yeah. What stork? They do live in thick groves of trees. <laughs> and it, oh, it must be hiding in the woods over there. 
With Stork. <laughs> the sighting occurred, you know, in the summer of 2016. <laughs> the creature on our way home. The body was approximately the length. So she said the of a van. The, the length of a van? Yeah, so it was like a big... She thought... It, the picture she put up was a classic, the pterodactyl, you know, of pterosaur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she said it was as long as a van, but the wings had a width of double that length. So that's kind of, you know, what you would expect. You know, most birds or flying right. creatures, are their wings are two to three times as wide as they are long. She is positive that it was a pterosaur-like being after looking at her examples online. Hmm. Okay. Pterosaurs have beaks? Did I ever tell... Yeah. Oh. Did I ever tell you when my sister, we convinced her that pterodactyls were still alive? No. Raina, I can't remember how old she was, maybe like nine. Okay. And because she would see the herons, because, you know, herons throw their legs back. Yes. And they have, so we're like, yeah. She's like, we were in our little boat. She's like, there's a pterodactyl. And we're like, yeah, you didn't know they're still around? She's like, no, I thought they were all, you know. And so she went back to the campground telling everybody that pterodactyls were still around. So she, and she saw one. Yeah. She saw a baby one, didn't she? No, I mean, it was big. To yeah. her, I mean, she was eight. You know, blue, True. great blue herons are Pretty fairly big. large birds. Yeah, they are. <laughs> so, yeah, she was. You guys are mean. She's, anyways, this lady goes on. She is very confident she's seen a pterodactyl. Uh, she contacted tons of people. <laughs> what? Oh, I thought you were talking about your sister no. for a second. <laughs> no, this lady did that, though. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, she contacted tons of people, including like remote viewers. Oh no! And went to whole like this. The late this, this lady's story. She went all out. So I will show you the drawing she did of the pterosaur. Okay. Now I want you to see if you notice something about it. Okay. Look. Um, oh, all right. oh, lean gosh. in. Sorry, microphone. I got to lean in. All right. Hold on. Um. Good. Good radio. Like the, uh, am I noticing like the wings on it? You see the, the body, how it ends. Uh, with the like, big long tail. Yeah. But there's no legs, there's right? There's no legs at all. That's probably the legs of, of a sandhill crane. No. Behind it. No. She is adamant. It wasn't a bat or an owl. It was not a seagull. It was no crane or anything of the like. Oh, here we go. So you just think something survived and it was real. And I'm not, I, I do think there's something to this pterosaurs that are being seen, because they're seen all over the world, right? Yeah. And we talked about it, uh, I don't know if we've ever done it, we've never done a full episode on it, where, but we kind of talked about it, where it could be co-virgin evolution. Okay. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it could be something that kind of took over that niche, niche of giant yeah. flying things. Mm-hmm. There were what was called pteratorans, which were the largest flying birds of all time. Yeah. And they, quote unquote, went extinct recently. Uh, you know, like Argentavis and stuff like that were right. massive birds. Huge. Are huge, huge. Uh, also, there could have been re-evolution or re-evolving to where small, very, very small pterosaurs survived. Because mm-hmm. some of these pterosaurs were the size of bats. Like yeah, little, you could fit several little, in your hand. In your hand, yep. And they had the genetics of their big cousins. So after everybody else went extinct, they re-evolved into that niche and got big again, and just have really low numbers. I think either are likely. This lady, I don't want to go super into her story alone. She had the biggest encounter in this entire list. Yeah. Because. She's contacting everybody. She's very odd. Okay. And she goes into the time slips and parallel parallel universes and the government. Like, she throws all kinds of stuff Ooh, out there. What kind of lady? Yeah. Yeah. She's 85, so she's right up your alley. Whew. No, that, see, not my kind of lady. Those are the ladies that like me. <laughs> it's a difference. So another 2006 one. Or 2016. A woman reports a huge winged humanoid flying over uh, I- Ivory Park neighborhood in Chicago, Illinois. 
very classic. Uh, we've already talked about, you know, yeah. very humanish shape, big wings, flying jet black color. Uh, they say the wings were about 20 feet wide and it was about 10 feet long. That's big. It was very, very black. Uh, it was almost like it was silhouetted, but it had bat-like wings. It was it was covered in that paint. But that... once again, broad daylight sighting. Uh, so it's odd. Next one's August. We have several in August. August 2016, a man reports a large winged humanoid porched, uh, perched on his lamppost in Cairo. In Another Chicago. Cairo. Cairo. This happened in episode one yeah. in Indiana. Okay. Where this Mothman-like creature was perched on a lamppost. Mm-hmm. So it's just odd that, you know, it's a lot of the same stuff keeps reoccurring. Re- repeated behavior. Uh, Jonathan Lane reports seeing a giant shapeless black thing with two extremely large red glowing eyes in... Um, Gary, Indiana. Rockford, Illinois. Oh, dang I it. tricked you. Dang it. And he goes into... It was like a like a big flying blob, but it just... He feels that it may have lost some of the detail due to even being focused on these giant red eyes. Mm-hmm. This is much more kind of classical Mothman, where don't look into the red eyes. You know, very almost hypnotized. Yeah. Uh, and it's made all kinds of sounds. And he said it sounded like everything from the dinosaurs from Jurassic Park, like the Velociraptors, mm-hmm. when they'd make their high-pitched screeches, right? to like mice. Very Mothman-esque. Yeah, very much. The mice is, yeah. And he took pictures of his area. It was, you know, kind of just a normal neighborhood, right? Another one in August was a man was driving in Gary, Indiana. Here we go. And his second report of a dark grayish prehistoric bird with a smooth leathery, leathery wings like we already talked about. The same kind of creature, the same kind of pterosaur-like thing was seen in, in Gary, Indiana again. Late in September 2016, a woman reports a man-like being with pterodactyl-like wings gliding across a highway in Whitewater, Wisconsin, another place we've talked about several times in these episodes. Mm-hmm. And... She describes it going into detail. It didn't flap its wings. It was like a man with, it was like Jeepers Creepers, again, uses that kind of same terminology. Right. With like a man with pterodactyl wings behind it. Okay. Mid-November, oh, did I skip one? No, okay. Mid-November 2016, a man and his son report seeing a large, dark flying humanoid while duck hunting in West Alton, Missouri. This one's pretty far away from the rest of the encounters. This is a one-off one. But it's very similar. It wasn't flapping its wings. It was gliding slowly at a downward angle, about 50 yards from them, and it starts going back up again. They could clearly see it was very, very similar to a bat in, in general shape, but huge. The color was dark, almost black, as far as they could tell. It was had Its body was tapered like that of a well-built man with extremely long legs. Ooh. Yeah. That's the new. head was very small compared to the body, but they definitely knew it was not a human. They were both caught off guard. <laughs> what? Just, oh, this flying thing with wings. We definitely know it's not a human. So they're both caught off guard, but they were, they said, mesmerized by what they were seeing. It landed in a thick patch of weeds by the water that was obscured from their sight. At that point, they both wanted to go out of there because they had no idea what the thing was. Right, yeah. As As we quickly walked along the road, we saw the thing crawling out of the weeds and into a small clearing. So this giant, huge, long-legged bird man, mm-hmm. Batman, lands in these weeds, and as they're trying to leave, they see it crawling along the ground on its belly. Just looking for some grubs. They could hear the sound of it it was making as it crawled through the damp mud. I don't it didn't look like it was struggling, but it was like it was awkward moving along. Uh I thought it was it thought it had legs. I could not make out where its feet were, though. 
I assume this was, it was how it actually moved on the ground. And then it slid into the water and raised up a few times like it was swimming doing a breaststroke. That's kind of weird because that's how giant fruit bats fly. So you think this could be a giant bat? Well, like, I think it's similar body where they don't look like when they're on the ground, they have to crawl on their bellies. Right, yeah. Because their body's how they're designed. When they fall in the water, they actually kind of like have to throw their wings up. Right, yeah. And do like a breaststroke. So I just comparing the body plans, it makes biological sense mm-hmm. that what they're describing is very bat like. Hammerhead. And I don't even think hammerhead, but I don't even think it is a bat, but just oh. that kind of body plan. Gotcha. That is how it would react with the environment if it landed and had to swim. Don't know why. Yeah. It's a weird one. And that's the it. Dang. So that's About 16 another years. Another hour and a half. 16 years of Mothman in that general area. So Mothman won't be back until the 1st of January. Oh, yeah. Literally on the 1st, it'll come back. Well, well, yeah. I mean, two weeks. So we get a Christmas episode in between this. Yeah. You'll ha- you'll, you guys, we're still going to do all our normal stuff and everything like that. Yep. Uh, yeah. We'll have to figure out a different recording day that week because... It's on Christmas. We normally record. Well, no, it's the day after we normally record. Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah. you're right. Well, then we can still do it. Yeah, we'll be right on schedule. We won't miss a beat, people. Yeah. We do this for you. We do this for you. Yes. So what do you? what's kind of your general feel? And I, mean, I know I kind of sped up towards the end, and I kind of do that to show you the ramp so up much. to 2017. Okay, yeah. I don't know. I just think there's obviously some phenomena going on, and it seems to be a hodgepodge of different creatures. So exactly, I don't know, but similar, different and similar at the same time. Right, it's right, very weird. yeah. They have similarities, yes, but some of them are clearly different. So I don't know. Yeah, it's very strange, very weird. So something's going on in this whole general area. I mean, everything from pterodactyls to giant bats, several egg, just giant bats. Yeah, right. Yeah, and to much more Mothman-like creatures. To Chris Angel floating above to her. Chris Angel. Two more th- those demonic things from episode one. Right, yeah, the gargoyle-like things. The gargoyles. And the gargoyles did not make a, a strong appearance in this second set, Mm-mm. but they were still there. Yeah, you know, still they, made an appearance. And then Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, that thing. Which is what I'd call that a gargoyle-like thing. I would too, yeah. But I think that uh, the Jeepers Creepers movie, I don't know if they just got more popular, so that's why people could use it as a reference so, yeah, more. Yeah, something to compare it to, yeah. Than gargoyles. Right. Probably the same thing, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So odd, odd. Do you have any, so, and then insects, the other insect type. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any guesses what's going on? I have a couple theories. Yeah, I do, but I don't want to. Go ahead. Go I, ahead. I don't want to jump into all that yet because I need the full scope of everything. No, I want to see where you're at right now. Oh, it's either. The listeners would enjoy it. Interdimensional bug men things or some government thing opening up these uh, portals and then we got people containing them, cap recapturing them. Um, uh I don't know. It's a, my mind's kind of mixed up right now about which one it is. I don't know if it's all this different Mothman stories or if it's my my uh, gut biome being off this past couple weeks. But something, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it, but this is weird. It's weird, and it's all in generally there's relatively the same area. Do you know what happened in 2017? Um... Not specifically, I don't know. Mr. E went to Chicago. Uh-oh. Bum, bum, bum. And with that, there's your teaser. I've been the great and powerful Mr. E. And I've been 
J clone <laughs> two one five. Yeah. Is that right? I'm gonna buy you a new mic stand or something. You make so much noise. We'll catch you next week with our Christmas special. <gasps> Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, uh, Happy whatever else you celebrate. Hopefully, you just spend time, and then like we've said in all of our episodes, coming into the the holiday season, the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Check on your friends. Check on your family that, you know, maybe loners this time. This is a very hard time for some people also. Yep. So just be that positive light in somebody else's life. Exactly. Oh, once again, I've been the Great Battle Misery. And I've been Jay. Bye. Thank you for listening to Crips of the Corn podcast. Please share with a friend you think would like us. It's the best way to help our show grow. Leave a comment, rate us, a five-star review. And remember, there is always extra content on Patreon slash com. And don't forget, stay magical. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.